Goku decided to show. Sorry, I'm late. A wizard is never late. You're a slacker. You are causing a major disturbance on my time. If I don't leave now, I'll be late for being early. You're late. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. If you ain't first, you're last. Now the early show, later, with Karis and Jeremy from 1027 The Peak. Checking the levels. Levels are good. Good, 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 good. Hello, welcome to the early show later podcast. I'm Karis. Hey, I'm Jeremy. What's up? What is up? Here on our podcast, we enjoy uh, the truth. I can also be your truth. If you have something to share, uh, don't be shy. Send us a tweet at Jeremy underscore Baker or at Karis, C-H-A-R-I-S, hug, H-O-G-G. Go get them chips. That's right. We have very special Lay's potato chips, cucumber flavor and tomato and chicken flavor that are here for your taking. All you have to do is tweet us and, you know, say hey or like, you know, comment on something on the podcast or the whatever and y- you get the chips. We'll mail them to you. They probably won't be broken by the time they get to you. No promises. Uh, today, episode 120 of the podcast entitled Cascadia Limited. Lock and this Warner. is... Yeah, and this is an homage to the Darjeeling Limited from the Wes Anderson film, which you may and may not recall. A few people do, sadly. <laughs> Great movie. A few people are old enough to remember Wes Anderson films. Yep. From the olden He's still times. still making them. Yes. <laughs> Poor Wes Anderson. Oh. Oh. It's hard to be a Wes Anderson fan. <laughs> what What is Wes Anderson made most recently? I'm going to look it up. Uh, he's working on something right now, but I can't remember what it is. He did like... Uh, Moonrise Kingdom and Budapest Hotel. Got a bunch. Yeah. Steve Zissou. Yes, that's right. I remember seeing that one. Uh, Rushmore. Yeah, that's Butter the Rocket. Life Aquatic. Life Aquatic. Yeah, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I did not see. The Super Royal Fun. Tannenbaums. Yep, that's a beauty too. Yeah. Paltrow now. Mm-hmm. And then all the way back to Bottle Rocket. Yeah, I haven't a, seen that in a very long time. In fact, the one that doesn't feature... Um, Bill Murray. Yeah. Hmm. Fun fact. Fun facts. Wes Anderson films. But you get in some OG Owen and Luke Wilson. Mm. Baby Luke and Owen Wilson. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so we are talking Cascadia Limited today because we are talking about the fast, the speed train that is maybe going to be built from Vancouver to Seattle to Portland. If it happens in my lifetime. I think it will because I'm going to live to 150. But man, if it happens, <laughs> yeah. Well, right now, right now, I think the estimates are, you know, if all of the politicians and all of the regions get on board and are able to, you know, financially make this happen and legally make it happen, maybe it would be built by, you know, 2035 <laughs> or something like sure. that. Maybe. Sure. So put it in your calendar. Yeah, pencil that into your BlackBerry. <laughs> Get ready. Uh, Also today on the program, we're talking about, we've got some cool Vancouver history stories. Yeah, a couple Vancouver history stories. Yeah. One of them is a decades-old cold murder case that has, I wouldn't say, it hasn't been solved completely, but a big part of the puzzle has been uncovered the identities of the two kids who were found murdered in 1953 in Stanley Park. And the case has always been referred to as the babes in the woods because until very recently, the identity of these children was unknown. 
So we've got that story. Also, a cool local Black History Month story about uh, brown-skinned beach here in Vancouver. I didn't realize that we had a beach that was referred to as brown-skinned beach. And that's because in the 30s and beyond, there were parts of the city that were segregated and people with brown skin were not allowed to be there uh, because racism. Uh, And so there was a, yeah, there was a spot in Vancouver that was called Brown Skin Beach. And so we were learning about that on the podcast today as well. So read this uh, text from Kaylee who says uh, we were talking about holding your phone with the claw bad for you. It just ruins your whole wrist and everything. And your poor pinky finger. You're resting the weight on your pinky finger. Body was not built to do that. Uh, pop socket is one way the experts say to alleviate that stress. Uh, pop sockets don't work for me. I just don't like them. Uh, Kaylee says same, same. Look into getting a phone loop. Huh. I hate pop sockets, but the loop is amazing. Lays flat and you don't really notice it. And that's what I need. So that way I can put it in my pocket. And it's, so it's basically like a, it does a lot of what a pop socket does. I was like, okay, Google phone loop. They sell them everywhere. That's a good hot tip. That's Thank great. you, Kaylee. Thank you. Uh, I found some cool information online. Uh, it's Black History Month. February is Black History Month. And I found something cool about the history of Vancouver with regards to black history. And I didn't realize this, but um, Wade Compton on Twitter is uh, an instructor at Douglas College. And every day during this month is tweeting a fact about the history of people of African descent in the city of Vancouver. And so I found this, uh, he, uh, Wade tweeted this out. And apparently there was a pool, crystal pool, at English Bay, which is now where the Vancouver Aquatic Center is at the base of the Burrard Street Bridge. And in the 30s, it was segregated. And so black, Asian and indigenous Vancouverites swam together on the shore of the evacuated Kitsilano Reserve, which is where the planetarium is. And then then there was a link to a story from Joyce Berry, who grew up on Prior Street in Vancouver, uh, 30s, 40s, I'm guessing, something like that, looking at the pictures. And um, and they're like it's so cool just hearing Joyce describe being a little girl on Prior Street this at video that time. Is so cool. Yeah. And so this is Joyce. I moved to 636 Prior Street in Vancouver when I was about four years old. In those days, there were almost no cars on Prior Street. And... Uh, Everything came by horse. And the vegetable man, and he had fruits in the summer, used to say, watermelons, watermelons. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so cool to imagine a horse clip-clopping down Friar Street with a back full of watermelons. The vegetable guy. Yeah, exactly. What do you got today? Exactly. Hey, vegetable man, what do you have? And then here Joyce is describing... You know, Joyce says she loved swimming, and here she is describing going to that swimming spot, which is now the beach where the planetarium is. And we would take the streetcar, and then we would get off, and right there now, I think, is the planetarium or something. But And I don't know if the, what the name of the beach was either, but we used to call it Brown Skin Beach, because we all have brown skin. <laughs> and my uncles used to swim across that water to where I think Crystal Pool was 
And I used to find that so scary because I, I, I love water, but I was always really nervous of deep water. And uh, I was always afraid something was going to happen to them, but they always managed to come back. You and me both, Joyce. I, I really, <laughs> I, deep water still sketches me out. I remember as a kid, though, it really sketched me out. Oh, Less so now, sure. but still, you know, being out in the very deep, you know, in out in the ocean where it's super deep or in the middle of a lake, it's like, oh, what's down what's there? What's down there? I don't know. We should post that video. It's pretty awesome. I think people will be into it. Yeah. There's a lot of great imagery. Like, we, you know, we're playing the clips of her, but there's they got pictures while she's talking. And exactly. Like, oh, it's yeah, so cool. We'll tweet that out. Metric Youth Without Youth. It's 1027 The Peak. Good morning. You're listening to The Early Show with Karis and Jeremy. It's 848. It's a wild, cold case murder story in Vancouver that has been at least partially solved because of DNA. Yeah, using those, like, you know, the swab you send in the mail and they tell you things about your heritage. Yeah. So I was, there is an article in Vancouver is Awesome written by Eve Lazarus, who is a local author, writes lots of books of, you know, Vancouver stories, British Columbia stories. And Eve wrote about this story about the babe, the babes in the woods. And what this was is a long, cold case that goes back to 1953 when the bodies of two children were discovered in Stanley Park and they had been killed. And for, for many decades, police didn't even know who they were because, of course, in 1953, I mean, there's no DNA. And then I think by the time DNA started to become a thing when you could use it to help identify people, uh, the the I think the bodies had been decomposed to the point where they couldn't really find any DNA. Although then in uh, last May, the Vancouver Police Department partnered with a forensics group and they were able to get a little bit of DNA from uh, potentially one of the children. Maybe both, I'm not sure. But then they didn't, you know, okay, so they have this DNA, but still, you know, it would have to be linked to somebody Living. Yeah, living to find out, okay, so who were these children? Who were these babes in the woods um, from way back in the, who were found in the 50s? Fast forward to very recently, Allie Brady, local Allie Brady. Looking, trying to fill out her family tree. Yeah, going through old photos, found photos uh, of her great uncles and she never met these two just like oh who are these great uncles who are these grandma diane's like we don't talk about that yeah and so to try and find more information she gave a dna sample to one of those you know find your heritage sites and i don't know through the powers of the internet or somehow they got hooked up with the dna sample that had been uploaded by the Vancouver Police Whoa. Department and zing, zing, zing. We can put names to the babes in the woods. Exactly. So the babes in the woods were brothers David and Derek Busque or Busque, Busque, not quite sure how to pronounce their last name. And it's it's unclear exactly how they died. I don't know. It didn't. The article didn't really seem to go into that. I don't know if we know that, but at least now we know who they were, because that was a mystery f- for decades and decades. Until now. Yeah, exactly. 
And um, and it's yeah, it's quite the story. Then Ali detailing how, uh, you know, the boys and their mom were living a hard life living, you know, they lived a life of poverty and they were kind of from home to home. And then at some point, it sounds like maybe they were taken into child protective services or maybe not. It's a little unclear. And then the other thing that's not clear from the article either is how were, you know, how did they die? They ended up killed in Stanley Park, but how exactly that happened, I'm not sure. Just wild though, that this young person spits into a tube and then ends up solving a decades-old cold case in terms of, you know, identity even. Like, wow, it's just the magic of science. If Yeah, if you're into that cold case murder, you know, podcast, is the what is it, Cold Case Canada podcast, Babes in the Woods, there's an episode about it. And I'm like, I think I got to listen to that. That sounds wild. No rain right now. Maybe a little drizzle tonight. Maybe. We love drizzle. Yeah, we do. I, it just sounds good. We're going to get some drizzle. <laughs> I like it. Maybe at some point, just little bits of drizzle. Uh, Blind Melon on 1027 The Peak. Good morning. You're listening to The Early Show with Karis and Jeremy. Washington State has put down some money for the Cascadia train. Oh, I love it. Yes, the dream of Cascadia inches a little closer. Yeah, so the high-speed rail train, which, I mean, it has been talked about for a number of years. My entire adult life, I feel like. A high-speed rail service, passenger service, that would connect Vancouver, Seattle, and Portland. I'm going to call it the Cascadia train. Yep. Apparently, Washington State is getting pretty serious. Now, the train mostly goes through Washington. Yep. There's only a little blip at the very bottom of BC, Vancouver to Surrey into Washington, and then a kind of a little blip down into Oregon yeah, to get yeah. to Portland. It's not a huge stretch. So the vast majority of this line is in Washington state, and they have thrown down some money. They're proposing $150 million. And so this just kind of ups it now. You know, Washington state legislative officials have said, okay, we are ready to put $150 million U.S., so that's closer to $200 million Canadian, towards this project. Uh, and so this this could be another step that pushes the project into actual Could you imagine your craft brewery tours if there was a high-speed train? Like, you could literally do a day of, like... You started a craft brewery in Vancouver, then you're in Seattle, then you're in Portland, and then you're back home in your bed in Vancouver all in the same day. And it's like, maybe, I don't know, is that a thing? I just made that up, but I hope it's possible. (laughs) Well, the idea of this train would be very fast. I hope it's that fast. It It would take you an hour to get from Vancouver to Seattle. Oh, wow. On a train. You're just gliding over the rails. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then the proposed stops are then there would be a stop in Surrey as well. That's kind of the idea. Potentially, maybe in another scenario, it it would include a stop at YVR as well. Maybe. And then, you know, maybe there'd be a stop in Bellingham, potentially Everett. And then either one in Seattle or maybe they do two in Seattle, one in Tacoma, and then either one or two in Portland. Like maybe they'd include the airport of Portland and the city potentially. Super fun. Yes, I could go to all of the different targets. Yeah. Oh, the Everett one is fun. Let's check out the one in Bellingham. I could do them all. Target tour. Super fun. The early
That's, Cran- oh, sorry. Cranberry Zombie on 102.7 The Peak. We're talking about the Cascadia train, the idea of a high-speed commuter rail line between, well, that would link Vancouver, Seattle, and Portland and some other stops along the way. And how, you know, we've been talking about it for a while. It's a pretty cool idea. We got a text from Neil, 604-280-1027, says the Cascadia train sounds like it could be a new Wes Anderson movie. The Cascadia Limited? Yeah. <laughs> we got uh, Bill Murray running after the train, trying to throw his bag on. Owen Wilson's there going, wow, Vancouver. yes that's exactly it that's a fabulous idea uh we've also got dave on the line hey well i hear the cascadia rail thing i'm super excited about it yeah right it's so cool i've been checking the website for a while there is a problem well first of all the target tour this is important (laughs) yeah no sales tax no sales tax in oregon oh that's right so So, i'm gonna skip all the washington targets even though everett has a very nice one there you go. Well, it's up and <laughs> Just go all the way to the end of the line. Yeah. Totally. Problem is the Vancouver side, and I've talked to a city councillor about this. I noticed in the plans, the terminus they propose is King George. So it's going to go downtown to downtown to downtown to downtown to King George. So downtown Surrey. Yeah, but not <laughs> Vancouver. Yes, and then and, it's like, and now and, after your lightning fast ride on the super Cascadia bullet train... Here's the pass to SkyTrain. Exactly. Um, oh, they wouldn't give you that, I'm sure. Uh, the thing is, and, and uh, you know, I mean, we've got the, the Kraken now and, and Founders, and, you know, they play up here. We have this whole thing where we can just go game to game. It's completely useless for that now. Yeah, it's a good point. Just the, but just, to, just the way, just the way that BC proposes it. So, so it, now, right. from from what I've seen on maps, it looks like it there would actually be a station in downtown Vancouver. So you're saying that's not actually well, the case? No, they're looking at uh, King George A or B, the airport too. Now, the whole point of high speed rail, and I just I just was on the train from Amsterdam to Paris a couple times this year, got 300 kilometers an hour. Yeah. Um, the uh, the uh, the the whole the whole point is that it needs to go downtown, and that the planning they have here is that no, they don't they don't actually have that. Yeah, it's a valid George, point. If you're going to build it, build it, build it properly the first time, and have it yeah sh- well, show up downtown. Well, we don't do that in BC though. <laughs> we'll build it right the third time. Yeah, just give us a few more times to try, and about. Wow. So it could be a while before that train ever materializes, but it is pretty cool to think of the possibilities. Yeah, I want to sit in a dining car. Be so nice. Oh, I wonder what it's like. I, you know, I've been. I feel like I've been on a really fast train, but I was a kid, and I'm like, is everything just a blur when I go by? I've been on a fast train in Japan. Yeah. Now I don't think it was one of the uber fast ones but i seem to recall it being pretty like Ooh, we're, we're going places we're going yeah yeah but maybe you know when you're seeing stuff at when the you're, distance, you look that's fine. the thing you look at things in the distance and then you know don't look if you're right out the window looking at that stuff it's yeah it's a blur <laughs> totally but then when your focus naturally lands on things that you can focus on yeah i want to go to bullet train then it feels like okay we're traveling fast but you don't you know, you don't have that sort of it's all relative. panicked feeling. Yeah, it's yeah. all relative. <laughs> all right. I want to check it out. Uh, right. But it's, I mean, how cool. What a great way to travel.
travel. I mean, you don't have to worry. Any weird Western thing where you're jumping onto a horse beside the train at that speed? (laughs) No, I don't think so. There's no no train heists at that speed. No, the the poor horse would be like, "Uh, no, (laughs) no. like that's a hard no. Don't try that. What are you doing? (laughs) Don't make me do that. No, thanks. Uh, so that's the podcast for today. If you have anything that you want to share with us, um, thoughts about the bullet train or maybe uh, other local stories of Vancouver that we would be interested in. Legends and lore. Yes, we love legends and lore. Uh, shoot us a tweet at Jeremy underscore Baker at Karis Hogg. Where did this key come from? Did Dustin put that on my head while we were podcasting? I don't know. Dustin, our boss, he popped in here briefly. Did he give and you now, that no, key? No, there was a key on top of my hat. What? Maybe he put that and there. And the key says Pat. What? Pat, like from SNL? Pat? Yeah. That's the only Pat I know. Could be short for Patrick. Or Patricia. Patroclus. Patroclus. I don't know. Or maybe just Pat. Maybe just Pat. Maybe the P-A-T stands for something. Hmm. Parents against time. I don't know. I don't know. I, but I am sometimes a parent against time. I, f- yeah, I fight it uh, a lot. We all are. Anyway, now there's a mysterious key. Okay. Well, I for- can't wait to ask <laughs> Dustin, what does it mean? And he says, I don't know. You're going to have to just try in lots of doors. Yeah, try every door. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for the podcast, you guys. Thanks for being part of the program. We do our live show on 102.7 FM in Vancouver. It's at thepeak.fm if you want to stream it. It's 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Monday to Friday, Pacific Standard Time. But we live around the world and in your heart on this podcast from thepeak.fm. We'll do this tomorrow. Bye-bye. See ya. Nothing can kill the grimace. All right, we're done here.